Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. It is episode number 214 of the Fretzel Podcast. You are also joined by your host, Mr. Macwine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. And you are joined by a unmuted now, <laughs> Lee Padabadabadabadadoo. Say hi, Lee. <laughs> I mean, absolutely excellent joke doesn't work on an audio podcast. <laughs> um, so for you listeners, if you haven't figured it out already, Lee was miming speaking there. So an absolutely exquisite joke. Um, however, uh, I, I think I'm just going to put him on mute again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's, it's episode number 214 of the Fret Talk podcast um, yes yes there, there's been shed 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 loads of news this week and we are going to be mentioning a pretty mighty release from Boss but before we do that we always check in with our hosts so how have we been doing boys yeah surviving I mean, yeah, that's... not too bad, mate. A uh, um, bit, uh... a lot of work, a lot of non-stop. work, non-stop, non-stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's mention some of the work that you have done this week, or about six months ago. Uh, so, <laughs> you released a, uh, a video on pedal boards of doom this week. Um, yes. What was that video uh, about? Let uh, let us uh, let us know for those who haven't checked it out yet. So we we have discussed the these power supplies uh, previously. Um, in it's the ones that I've been using from a company called Jedfrey. Um They um, they they make the kind of like the last power supply you'll ever need sort of idea. Where hmm. you know as pedals are becoming more and more hungry for ampage, um, it means that people are kind of having to up step up their game so you never needed anything that was over about 300 milliamps not so long ago and now mm-hmm. there's lots of pedals out there that need 500 milliamps and then there was like the helixes and these sort of things like what does a stomp take it takes nearly a, a, a flamp doesn't it oh, yeah it's a flamp yes it's a flamp a flamp <laughs> so yeah it's, it's nearly a thousand milliamps and, uh, and then you've got the um the boss ht pedals which take 1.3 amps and they're 22 volt Boss HT, yeah, the, oh, sorry, no, the Black the Star, Black Star, oh, HT the Black Star, yeah, 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 the ones yeah. That I was a little bit wrong about, on <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the the idea with um, with the dominoes. Uh, well, I tell you what, I'm not going to tell you. Go and watch the bloody video. It's all about power supplies. Are they deliver and... pizza to you in thirty minutes or less. <laughs> yeah um but there's also a, a, a nifty little gadget in there called the edison as well which can change your um voltage so if you've got just nine volt outs power supply and you've got like a, a 12 or 18 volt pedal you can run this in series and it will increase it it also deals with hum cancelling as well so if you run them at nine volts from a nine volt out it will yeah, it's um, not it's like an isolated um yeah socket isn't it um, yeah, so, excellent. Does that? It, it's not a magical box, surely. It will. It will convert. Because, uh, like, remembering back to like GCSE science, you've got your little triangle with voltage is voltage, voltage yeah, and resistance. Resistant, yeah. So, yeah. if you're taking 
uh, from one. So if you're converting some voltage, is that does that mean that you're going to then dip? Uh, like, are you gonna take from the the like current um, reserve there? If you reduce, think of it like a pipe. If you if you're shooting water through it and you squeeze the end, it comes out faster. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But so voltage so in this is one, the if we, pressure if we, that it comes out. If you want more pressure, you're gonna let through. You're gonna get more pressure, but you're gonna let through less amount of water, and the amount of water that comes through at any one time is the ampage. So yeah, exactly. As you increase the pressure, when you've got the same amount, you do reduce the ampage. So yeah, we'll do that. So yeah, so if if nine volt is a uh, is a tightly puckered anus. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're pushing like a squeaky fart through that when you get to 22 volts you're essentially going to be getting like a, a low rumbling sound then aren't you it's you're hardly going to get any current through if you if you convert a 9 to a 22 volt yep uh think about the sort of pedals that I, I i can think of that take higher voltage it's usually things like compressors and overdrives and these sort of things to give yeah, them more yeah, headroom and they require very little ampage normally yeah 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 um apart so. from uh say for example um if i was thinking yes. maybe like an ht um an ht dual which is 22 volts and something like close to two two amps worth of power yeah then you wouldn't be running that from a power supply in the first place Oh, oh, so yeah, you wouldn't be able to run it from that because it's twenty. It, I think the the increments were like sixteen and then twenty four, weren't they? So it's not quite. Um, I think it's twelve, eighteen, twenty four. No. Surely, yeah, nine, twelve, nine, twelve, eighteen, eighteen twenty four. I think fifteen's yeah. on there as well. It's yeah. it's under my board, so I can't look at it. Um, but yeah, then so yeah, that's how it's going to do it. They, their power supplies, though, give you 1,200 milliamps from each output, which is yeah. far, far exceeds anything anyone else does. So you can buy the little Edison tool on its own, yeah. uh, which is great. Um, but if you want something that's all singing or dancing, rather than going buying like a cheap Chinese power supply. <laughs> yeah, um, and trying to get the Edison to do the the work. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, so, yeah, yeah. To, to be fair, you could you could go down that route. Because a cheap Chinese power supply might set you back 50 quid and the Edison's about 50 quid as well. So, you know, you could get that. But, um, and, and you could just use the normal outputs for your overdrives and just the, yeah. use the Edison for your digital pedal if you only had the one. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're singing and dancing. But the the difference the domino made to my, my rig was just amazing because for some reason i was getting this like feedback loop through the midi cable oh excuse me <laughs> through the midi cables so when i set up the midi cables i was getting midi clock noise yeah through my signal and i was like, I was like oh, this doesn't make any sense plugged it into the uh the domino rig and it's just it just all went it was like and i was using isolated power supplies i was using some pretty good ones as well yeah uh, and it's just a completely different kettle of fish so what you're saying is MIDI ruins your signal. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not not if you're using the the Jadon Freer Domino. Yeah, not Jadon Freer. They've changed it to Jadfreer. Oh, Jadfreer. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah, take which away is the, one of the reasons I had to do some, <laughs> some edits. <laughs> some little edits, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jihad um, Freer Dominic there you go um, so yeah, I mean, it might be a little bit late but you can get 10% off now if you use the code PBOD and like, yeah PBOD10 you can get 10% off of anything on their store they've got some really cool uh, amps which are all MIDI based um, they've got MIDI switches themselves they've got loads of stuff they've got amp switching ca- uh, cabinet switching systems as well yeah. some really really high end gear I mean, the the Edison was the one that really kind of took me because you mentioned in the video that like even having one of those in your signal at a strategic point would possibly could possibly uh, like prevent uh, noise throughout the entire signal. Yeah, they they even suggest that you can get a daisy chain, run one output from the daisy chain, run it into the Edison. Uh, for, so run one. Run one output from your power supply into the Edison. From the Edison, run a daisy chain yeah. and run all your uh, analog drives and these sort of things through that and then use the other outputs for your um, digital. For your digital pedals. And they reckon that'll be enough to clear it up. Yeah, no, clever. It, yeah, sounds good. Um, And for the sake of like 50 quid, it's well worth a try, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot lot cheaper than buying yourself a three hundred pound pedal power supply, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Perhaps they should have kept that one, one secret. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the thing is, you're not going the amount of power supplies I've had, and then I've upgraded them and upgraded them, and upgraded them, and I've kind of got this one now, and I'm just like, well, I'm just, yeah. what would I go to from this? You're just yeah. not going to need to ever upgrade that. Yeah, power supplies, complete it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I am, I am jesting on you for comic effects. But however, uh, the video was legitimately eye-opening, um, uh, and the the demonstrations that you're doing it are, are really quite telling as well. Actually, so I enjoyed it. There was such a, a, okay spoilers for the end, but I do a little bit of a science experiment where I've got two cheap pedals. I think they're like JoJo pedals and Behringer pedals and these sort of things. Uh, yeah, and yeah. they're, they're game pedals and um, I'm turning them up to get them hissy and at the time I was living in Dover and I started getting a French radio station through them <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like wow this is this is um, <laughs> brilliant <laughs> you know because of what and then I put the Edson on and it gets rid of it completely and it's just like wow okay yeah, you're that, a bit that. Spanish radio and uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, it, 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 like it was legitimately, legitimately good. And the fact, uh, like the other little experiment you're doing it, I'm not going to give away all of the tricks and the, the secrets of this video because then why would you watch it? Um, <laughs> but but the, the other thing that you show, like really, it was really um, telling of the, the quality of the power supply and demoing the audio quality of a power supply, I thought was, it was a very strange concept. Um, and a very difficult one so I do applaud you for that actually you did a really good job <laughs> Cheers. yeah uh, it's um, it's because it's not just about the specs it's about like okay well, does it actually do what it's supposed to do if you're pumping that much uh, like this this whole power supply had 24 amps worth of power most you know most um, fuse boxes won't allow that much power through before they trip so mm-hmm. Yeah, but in order to have 
um, 24 amps worth of pedals on your board, like you would need, say, 24 helixes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yeah. it also doesn't quite work like that, though, because you, you're getting 24 amps at 240 volts. Sorry, you're getting 13 amps at 240 volts through a UK power supply. When you amp that down to 9 volts, you've got like 1,000 amps worth. So you could run 1,000 amps worth of pedals at 9 volts on a 13 amp plug. Yeah, it without tripping. Yeah, think about the you uh... you amp and as as the uh, voltage decreases, the amperage will also yeah uh, yeah increase yeah, as well without, an- without... Anta- antagonistic pair, aren't they? Because the resistance is set because you're not be changing any wire. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, because I I made this mistake when someone who was like, oh, you know, how much power do you need for this gig that you've got coming up? And I'm going like, well, I draw like nine. Nine or ten amps to the board on, like, sorry, not I, the the band across, like, three people plus, and the singer also has some vocal effects as well, so does it, and the drummer has, like, a weird fucking, um, one of these sample pad thingies as well, and we're just like, yeah, we're drawing, like, but then I realise it's all at nine volts, so actually it's almost nothing in terms of, like, amperage that a uh, um, thing would put out, because they were asking, like, for it was an outdoor gig, so they're like, what type, what type of generator do you need? The only thing really that's that's pulling big amps would be anything that's running on two forty, which would be your amps and stuff. And this is science with fret talk, <laughs> like GCSE science with fret talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, I'm, I'm so but, tired. I can't even be bothered to think too hard about it. In theory, you could draw thousands of amps at nine volt through a thirteen amp socket. Indeed, right because it I've, runs at two two thirty volts. Yeah, I think I think we've probably been talking about power for a little bit too long now. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of which, have you seen the new He Man um, <laughs> cartoon, Masters of the Universe? I, I mean, I was I'd, I'd given my son the remote to put some innocuous shit on to keep him quiet, <laughs> um, and it it cropped up on like the the um, home screen of. Netflix and I was like, shit man, it's he man. I he, remember what- He man, he man, not shit, <laughs> shit man. man. <laughs> I just went like like I remember I, I, I watched I was as a child. Uh but not that version. No, not not like super hench anime he man. It was it a lot really more good. homoerotic than the, the original version. <laughs> no, it actually wasn't. <laughs> the original version was really bad. Uh, well, how about that that time that you sang uh, "What's Going On"? What's going on? <laughs> uh, so but no, I I I would seriously suggest watching it. It's um, done by Kevin Smith. Okay, it's in Silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, he's got trim as well, hasn't he? Very, yeah, Kevin Smith. It's very quiet. He's um. Putting me to shame. Like, as as he's got thinner, I've got fatter. Uh, I wonder what Jay's doing now. Uh, they do do a podcast. So if you want to find out about all of, um, uh, like, Kevin Smith and, oh, what was his what was his name? Jason. Jason Mays. Muse. Yeah, yeah. Muse, um, Muse, yeah. Yeah, they, they do do a podcast. Um, Smodcast. And uh, I'd subscribed to it for, for quite a while and it was it was good. It was good. Um, but it's, it's not it, as good as ours, though. When we talk about those, clearly, I mean, <laughs> they hardly ever talk about power supplies. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's only like one step above talking about picks, isn't it? It is. I mean, which if you want to go check out the uh, oh, the Plectroverse special, uh, that that was at some point. No, to be fair, like John Trod makes Plectros really interesting. Um, but anyway, have you been up to anything else this week, Lee, or, or can we uh, can we move on to to what Matt's been uh, up to this week? Not that I can talk about. I think I, I no, I did. Do um, some work with um, with Red Witch, uh, as in Red Witch pedals, um, mm-hmm. not not Melisandre from Game of Thrones, um, and <laughs> we um, they they have a pedal we spoke about a few months ago called the Binary Star, which is um, a, a sh- shortish delay. You can use it for like up to probably about three hundred and fifty milliseconds. I think it goes up to, mm-hmm. so it's not too short. Um, oh, so you've got that on one side on the other side you've got a chorus and um, it, they blend in the middle to create some like really unique tones and I'm not saying it's like the Rainbow Machine but it's about the closest thing I can think that it gets to but it's it's much more musical than the Rainbow Machine although be. you can get some yeah no, the Rainbow Machine if you dial it in right is is good and I've, I've spent a lot of time with the Rainbow Machine because we demoed that at Timepedia and I had to try and work out how to make it yeah, a good. decent demo out of it <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean yeah. if there's a lot of parameters on it and if you like really take the time to to find those sweet spots on each of the parameters you can get some quite lush sounding um modulations out of it the real trick with the rainbow machine is cutting through the bullshit and working out what the the knobs actually do because like, there's one called magic yeah you know so it's once you work out hang on that actually does this yeah, you, you can work magic you can use there's it a, easily there's a really great thing called a foot switch that does bypass that's the best thing <laughs> yeah. that's on the fucking yeah. rainbow machine yeah this uh, this <laughs> rainbow machine sounding fantastic Lights not on, mate. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The, 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 Sorry. Whereas there's a lot of bad tones in the um, in the Rainbow Machine, but there are some great tones in it as well. Yeah, the Binary Star is almost the opposite. So there's a lot of really great tones, and there are some. You know, it does go yeah. into oscillation. Yeah, you, can, you can push it badly, yeah. but then you can with a lot. Of, like the fucking delay pedals sound really trash if you fucking throw everything at max and then throw a load of gain in the front end. So, uh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> like you have just shat on. Shoegaze, pretty much, <laughs> like an entire genre of music. I do apologise on, on Matt's behalf. Yeah, you say genre of music, I say noise. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like self congratulation, <laughs> congratulatory masturbation, isn't it? Anything where you can play a single note and then walk away from it, and it still does the same <laughs> yeah. thing. That's not I, you playing. I'm still music. doing music. Yeah, it's not you playing music anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just it's just the echoes of something you once did. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, getting um, artsy fartsy, that isn't it? Yeah, um, <laughs> but then you could say that about if you record an album and then you release that album. That album is is an echo of something you once did. But that was music when you were recording it. Whereas you playing one <laughs> note is not you making music; it's you playing one note. Yeah, it's like an album but live. <laughs> that's, that's a concept there they should they should yeah. do that albums but live I, this has already been in the tape museum in london it's just already this is, this is exactly what modern art is it's just somebody bullshitting about something yeah yeah i i, I don't know if i've mentioned this before but i once took my brother there because i thought you know 
bringing him up to a little bit of culture because there's, there's two Tate museums one's the Tate Modern one's the Tate Britain the Tate Britain is the class the uh, Tate Modern is more of the arse and we were walking <laughs> around um, and we got told off and told to move aside because we were standing on an, an exhibit and I looked down and it was just some tiles on the floor I was like you're fucking joking aren't you the, yeah it really annoyed me and then there was one apparently this is quite famous painting and this was in the Tate Britain so in their small modern art section and it was literally a canvas that someone had painted black and said there you go it's yeah. art yeah yeah it was it's worth a fortune all about concepts like the one of the the Tate modern prizes one year was a guy who'd built a shed took it apart built a boat out of the wood then took it apart and then put it back up in the Tate Modern as a shed, called it Shed Boat Shed, and that won a prize because <laughs> he, he literally bought a stock build-your-own-garden shed and and he had a photo of him using the same wood to make a boat and then made it back into a shed and that won a prize. Like, that's what modern art is. It's just somebody being able to bullshit about something. I mean, that's it's, it's, yeah, Boaty yeah. McBoat face, that is, isn't it? That's the Boaty <laughs> McBoat face of art. Yeah. It is. It's just ridiculous, but yeah. I love Boaty McBoatface. That was one of the things that made me smile the most in life. <laughs> I mean, it, they... it is so very fucking British, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. what, it, what it does is it, it illustrates perfectly that if you give people the option to vote <laughs> on something, power. they're going to be <laughs> fucking stupid with it. I mean, our, our current government pretty yeah. much tells you that, doesn't it? <laughs> well, you, I, I, look at anything. Yeah, Boaty McBoatface, Tory power... Brexit, Trump got elected. Like there's so many, so many illustrations in the last few years yeah. of don't let people have what they want because they don't know what they want. I know. Do, do you know what? I remember thinking around 2010. You know, like, oh my god, the world, the world is really going in the right direction. Racism's kind of like really dying out. We've got Obama as a black, <laughs> the first black president, and you know, uh, it, it, everything seems to be going in the right direction. I met my wife and you know everything was looking wonderful and just thought yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna survive as a human race <laughs> we've, we've got these guys the fuck yeah, it was, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the catalyst was everybody bitching that 2014 had gone downhill because a few celebrities died towards the end of the year like oh 2015 will be much better and then fucking trump gets elected at the end of the year and fucking um oh, let's not even Brexit, mention the gibsons as well and then Oh. Yeah, just everything. Went, after everybody whinged about a couple of celebrities dying, everything went to shit. Yeah, it seems like we. Uh, that was the point at like one of these alternative universes spiraled off. It's like a, an episode of uh, What If, and we're we're in the uh, the shit one where. <laughs> yeah, I've got that on my list to watch. They are really good. They're yeah. really, really good. I've, last night's one was really good. The last this is what happened, pissed right? me off. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll yeah. wait till I mean, they're all out and binge them at the same time. They're like they're, they're really good. I've like the series. I've I've enjoyed much more than than like Bucky and the Bird and Loki and all those. Um, Bucky and the Bird. <laughs> <laughs> at least Bucky and the Bird was better than fucking One Direction. Uh, to be fair, like One One Division was all right up to a certain point. Um, uh, but like, if if I if I hadn't been in lockdown, I wouldn't have finished One Division. The first four, like I, I, mean, I watched it, two it helped, and then stopped. It helped, didn't it? <laughs> it really did help. But yeah, it turned um, it around towards the end. But I fucking but hated I, that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. 
Well, I've I've got a much easier tolerance for things. I, I like to give things uh, their due. I mean, you no, were I... you were waxing lyrical about the um, the Matrix trilogy earlier on, so we know not to trust your. <laughs> no, I, your I remember being ex- when when you said about how bad number two was. I remember coming home from the cinema and just sitting on my sofa and thinking, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, but I mean, I think when when you watch it in context of watching the third one, which didn't have the greatest ending, no, but um, it, it did get better. It was better than the second one. But when you watch them all as a whole, um, they are they are better than just watching the second one on its own. I, I've sat there and it's like Quantum of Solace. Here's an alternative. Quantum of Solace for it. is an awful film. Oh, know, Quantum Solace is fucking trash. If we're getting on to Bond films, like, uh, yeah. Daniel Craig should have stopped at Casino Royale. Uh, I like, well I liked, um, Spectre. I thought Spectre was good. I uh, wasn't a fan of Spectre. In fact, no, yeah. sorry. I haven't watched Spectre because I yeah. watched Quantum of Solace and it was shit. And then I watched Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. And I, f- I like Skyfall. I just, it, was ju- it was just too over the top. It, like, it's not what... It's not over the top in the way a Bond film should be. It was just... It felt like generic action film. As opposed to a Bond film. Apart from that like... weird scene where Javier Bardem is... Is he coming on to Bond? Is he, is he trying to fuck him? <laughs> like... <laughs> what? I, 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 quite vividly, I, I've always been a big Bond fan. I always... My, my dad kind of forced it upon me when I was growing up, you know. So... <laughs> yeah, don't know, that, that was rude. <laughs> right, but... Um, yeah, uh... Oh, I remember sitting in the cinema watching the credits roll on, on Quantum of Solace and looking around at my friends and going, what happened? <laughs> Fuck all but, happened. It was a, one of the worst it, films of all time. Yeah, it just didn't feel like it actually ended. It, you know, it felt like it's... I felt like they rolled the credits halfway through the film. Well, that was, <laughs> wasn't that the, the thing? It was supposed to be... a. Like it was a, an extension into the next film because there was people that I mean I've I've literally watched it once once sorry watched it once and wiped it from my memory. But I, from my understanding, some of the villains from that turn up later on. Yeah, because they're, they're trying to do the whole um... in either Skyfall or Spectre. I can't remember now, but I'm pretty yeah, sure I... one of the villains from Quantum of Solace carries on and is in something. Yeah. I, somebody tried to explain it to me and I was like it's just a shit film and I'm not watching it again <laughs> it just it just wasn't like when you watch a Bond film they are like a film in their entirety there isn't yeah. some kind of like trilogy going yeah, on yeah, there exactly. are some overarching things at yeah. times like Blofeld you see him in, in more than one film and yeah, stuff like and, that yeah um, thing he's in the guy with the teeth is in more yeah. than one isn't he Jaws yeah, Jaws, yeah. I, wish, I wish Odd Job was in more than one Odd Job was wicked but yeah, anyway, do you, remember, do you remember before this podcast when Lee was like, should we not do what you've been up to and just get straight to the news? And yeah. that was like 25 minutes ago. Yeah, and now he's talking about the final point. And we're still Bond on movie. Lee's what you've been up to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, legit. Matt, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I did a gig. It was good fun. I did I did a Strat and Les Paul gig again, and that's the way forward. The, the way forward, if you're going to gig, is have a Strat and have a Les Paul. And if you've got some stuff in an alternate tuning, have a telly. And that's what I'm going to do going forward. Um, and if it's a tiny stage, I'll use a Variax, which is all of them at the same time. But yeah. if not, it'll be Strat and Les Paul and a telly and an alternate tuning. What's your go-to headless guitar? <laughs> um, uh, the... 
and uh, razor blades in the wrist. Yeah, get in the bin, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, um, yeah. I, d- don't, you know, I, I don't even know how to answer that because I probably did. Did, did is that Str- yeah. Strandberg? No, Steinberger. That's what I was thinking. Not Str- is Strandberg another one, or is that something yeah, yeah Strandberg, yeah. Okay, yeah, there we go. I, I've just plucked a name out of my head. I mean, did Ibanez make them? Because if they do, then I'd probably go that yeah, way. They do. Yeah, they do now, yeah. There we go, yeah. Ibanez, AZ Headless. So, uh, I, <laughs> A-Z-less. I've been toying with this kind of headless um, thing. I've wanted to go for a headless guitar or like something that's a bit like, you know, uh, off the off the beaten track sort of thing and maybe a seven string or something like that. Something that's going to be able to push me in terms of test me my playing and push me maybe in new directions um and it's been something in toy in the back of my head and then you know that absolute bellend joe from um oh what's his name what the pedal company that rips off the hm2 <laughs> um <laughs> is this you, something you know that what i'm, I'm mean, gonna have you? to edit out here no, I no, no. no Ev- everyone about. agrees. Everyone hates him. Um, Lone Wolf Audio. Everyone hates it. He is an absolute. He rips on me all the time, so I've got no problem saying <laughs> this whatsoever. Right? He basically, fight, fight, uh, he basically fight, fight. released. Yeah, he, he basically released a pedal and said, "Oh, this is a clone of this pedal, and um, y- you shouldn't use this pedal if you like um, any." like headless guitars because it's not for you pussies and all these sort of things and it just made me desperately want a headless guitar now I just... it's insane <laughs> tell you what snap the heads off any of your guitars and it will be more useful than a headless guitar <laughs> it's not true <laughs> yeah don't try this at home yeah <laughs> Matt, disclaimer, Matt disclaimer. is not liable for any uh, any head, head stop snapping oh did you see what I did get that looks like an SG. That no, looks like a guitar Les Paul. rack. Ah. Not, not the guitars themselves, but the actual <laughs> rack. <laughs> yes, I need yeah. to work out how I'm going to store guitars in my new place, but um, I think the answer is going to be leave most of them here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was about 50 quid from Toman or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'd put it. I think it's not so much the, you know, you stick them on a rack, it's more where, where will the rack go? <laughs> the rack go. Mm. And also, where would the rat go where the missus wouldn't be like, why are there guitars in the middle of this room? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where is the sofa? Why is it replaced with a guitar rack? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'll be fine with like three or four knocking around, but if I've stopped, like got 15 guitars in the corner, I'll probably get it in the neck a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, there's like all of the guitars in this room, so that's... That one that you can see there, that one that you can see, I mean, this is great for the listeners. So one, two, three, four, there's another one there, five. And I don't think any of these have been played in six months. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point I'll want to use them again because this one's getting new pickup. Uh, that one is getting new pickups in it because I want to turn it into like a punky, just thrash. So I've got some hotter pickups that I want to throw in that. Nice. Um, that's your strat, is isn't it? That's the pink sparkle um, HH strat. So yeah. I just want to put, throw some like really heavy, really high output stuff and um, just kind of do pop punk on it. That's kind of my thing for that. And then the SG's obviously got the blends, so we'll go back to that occasionally. That's my only guitar with P90s. It's the the vintage gold top. So I can't get rid of that because at some point I'm going to want P90 sounds again. But yeah, like all of them, like some of these can certainly stay if my mother doesn't get really annoyed with me filling her spare room with guitars. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's worked for me for the past like seven years. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. And if they, if they all need to go in like a, a corner or, you know, whatever, or I can even stick them in the wardrobe that I'm going to empty and not take with me. Yeah, but you get a guitar rack. <laughs> About yeah. 50 quid from time, and I've, I've just said. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll do something. But yeah, I, won't, I don't think I'll be taking all the guitars with me just because yeah. I've got enough to get on with. And yeah, I'm, I can just rotate in and out, which is what I've been doing for the last 10 years anyway. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, going going on to the um, like going back to the point where you said um, a Strat and a Les Paul is pretty much what you need. Guess what? I'm going to be using for a um, for the, Strat and the Les Paul. Well, I'm, I'm using Strandberg. The, I'm using the the Variax, which is essentially a Strat, and I've got it set to Leicester mode. So all I do is push a button, <laughs> and, and then it becomes a Les Paul, <laughs> and that is the entire the entire setup for the weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it is just the way to go. Like, um, with the the like the second band or the band that does the kind of the more like classic rock stuff and and blues yeah. and stuff, I actually found that I only used the strap for about six, seven songs on that. I mean, there's a couple where I could have done, but it was like I just swapped the strap in for one song and then strapped it back out again. And actually, the, the Les Paul is great at doing blues. Like, I know blues like you think strat you think that kind of sound but actually the les paul will also do a kick-ass blues tone if you mm. just want it to so yeah definitely yeah, do, yeah things like that it's just like where things that you really need a single coil are like the the some of the like older rock and roll stuff and some of the like the like things like the beatles and that kind of stuff where you need that kind of cutting single single coil tone you know the, the strat does a Rickenbacker better than a Rickenbacker sound? Like, it does a Rickenbacker sound, but better. Yeah, but without having it, to blame Rickenbacker. Yeah, and it sounds better as well. So, like, yeah, yeah. I use it for Beatles track, and I used it for a few, like, rock and roll stuff from the 60s. And yeah, um, I even used it for stuff that you should use a telly for as well. Like, um, I mean, the uh, you really the got me in a couple of the Kinks tracks. Uh, yes, yeah, but the, the irony is, like a lot of the, uh, like the fifties rock and roll stuff were played on Gibsons, but because they were running like really weird output pickups and running them like super super trebly, yeah, yeah, they, it, it sounds sounds, <laughs> definitely sounds better with a single coil. And yeah, you're right. Like yeah. I look at all these, and like even things like Johnny Be Good, where like it's it's on a hollow body, so you'd think it's a warmer tone, but actually you listen to it, and it's a really harsh, really bright tone, and the single coil does it much better than the the even a bridge pickup of a Les Paul. Indeed, yeah, because the the bridge pickup of a Les Paul, no matter how much you try, it's still like thick and girthy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it I mean, uh, they're fairly low output on the one that I've got, and they are quite bright as well. But still, <laughs> <laughs> still, definitely, uh, yeah, t- t- too much for the the kind of tone that you want, really. So, I mean, my options would be either the the um, P90s behind me, or just use a Strat and like even that strat. might be too much though because P90s yeah. have got that like you have to wind them back a little bit. Yeah, and then you lose scream then, and mid-range, then you lose right? some of the top end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had so. mine, um, I had my Les Paul pickups um, sorted by Kent Armstrong. Well, actually, Aaron Armstrong of Kent Armstrong pickups, uh, and he tapped them and everything, but he's done it in such a beautiful way that most coil taps sound really wanky but these when when you tap it i think it's it's almost like an overwhelmed single coil 
Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it doesn't sound like a strap when you tap it, but it sounds like a telly. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, you can play around with the, with the volume to get like those sort of straight tones. But um, yeah, I, it's, that's why when I'm gigging, I, I only need the one guitar because it's uh, and a backup, obviously. But yeah, it's nice to be able to switch between them, between songs without actually changing your guitar. Yeah, I, I mean, for the most part, like we can organize a set list. So there's like two or three guitar changes in a in a set, which like just makes it so much easier. But mm. um, I just, yeah, I, like since getting the Strat, I've actually just I've actually been playing more Strat than Les Paul, which is just not me at all. And um like yeah i'm just <laughs> kind of falling into it and like i'm sure after the novelty wears off yeah i'll i'll fall into it and it'll be pretty much 50 50 but i think it's just the way to go is les paul strat and kind of go yeah. from there and you know like i say there's a couple of songs we do in in open g that are telly songs anyways status quo and fucking uh the rolling stones so you know, it is a telly and it is an open G and why not just have a telly and open G rather than bring the Variax all the time, so... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to get away from the fact that it, a, a Strat is so much more comfortable. It's just, like, I sitting at home, I, I love to pick up a Strat and just play it if I'm not, like, uh, plugging in, which I, I generally do plug in now. I've got the Weser Airs because like, you've got no excuse not to. But um, with... Um, if I'm just picking them up and just sort of laying in bed or anything, I'd rather be having my strap with me because I've not got this like massive, great big lump of of, of <laughs> like heavy mahogany on my gut. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely get that. Yeah, I, f- I find uh, I tend to play a bit more openly when I'm playing with a, a strat style guitar. I feel a lot more the the note fluency is a bit a bit more kind of encouraged with a strat, whereas with a Les Paul. Or like a, like humbucker guitars, I tend to just kind of rock the fuck out because um, it's, it's great fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> don't get me wrong; it's, it's good fun. Uh, but I, I play I play a Les Paul like a Les Paul wants to be played. Yeah, yeah. I, I find myself using the the volume controls and tone controls a lot more on Les Paul than I do on a Strat. Ah, uh, completely opposite way around. Volume on full tone on full with a um, Les Paul unless you're playing Santana which is tone on opposite of full <laughs> yeah um, and then Non-full. with the Strat I've actually found that having the universal tone on the Strat has just made it a usable guitar I think I don't think I've ever had the tone control on full on my Strat I think it's always been on about eight at max and then you know roll away for a little bit and the, the good thing with the, the one that I've got the, the other tone control is actually a treble bleed so if you roll the volume down you can bring back a little bit of treble with with the other control mm. yes good good shout eyes um yeah if i find i use the um the pickups like the in-between positions on the um on the strats a lot more you know my favorite yeah. position is the in-between the neck and the middle yeah position two yeah i just love that it's, yeah it's i absolutely, absolutely love it as well gorgeous. i use it quite a lot I know Adam is shaking his head, but it's I fucking love that sound. It's just funk in a box, and you just th- make every song a funk song just with that. I don't need to hear yeah. about you funking in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you do, sir. I think you do. Um, <laughs> we all know that the neck pickup is where it's at. It is yeah. fully, fully where it's at. I mean, if you're playing Pink Floyd, absolutely. But you know, if you you know playing something else, then maybe not. Maybe have a look at that bridge pickup every now and again as long as you've got a tone control to tame the top end off it 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I very much kind of flip between the, the bridge and the, the neck. Um, I did use position four uh, at our final rehearsal last night. Um, and I, I didn't regret it. Um, and like I said, I also used I, I used the humbucker setting uh, on, on the bridge position because we are doing Hold the Line by Toto. Um, Which is a fucking tune. It is. Down, and down, down, down. It, it does require... That's the one there, yeah. Uh, it requires a bridge humbucker. It absolutely does. As much as I've tried yeah. to get away with a bridge single coil, it requires no. a bridge humbucker. Yeah, no. Just, no, you can't... Yeah, hold the line just needs... It's so saturated as well. It just needs that kind of really meaty, aggressive humbuckery goodness. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, what a song. It really is. Great song. Yeah. Yeah, it's what it's I think it's my favourite Toto song and I know that like it's not very it's not as musical as some of their other ones, it's not as complex <laughs> yeah. as yeah. But it is just just out, outrageous and just <laughs> fucking incredible. Now if you want the like the, the most music musically interesting, surely it's Rosanna. Oh, that's that's a funkin' jam. I fucking yeah. I absolutely love that as well, but yeah. Right. Do you remember that uh, episode of Family Guy where they go through like a list of songs named after women? I do <laughs> just go, it's really funny. Like goes through like like thirty or forty different songs like named after women. It's quite amusing. I feel we probably should <laughs> start heading towards the news now. Why don't you tell people about the video you released this week first? Just quickly. Very quickly. Well, I didn't release it. Uh, well, I, I will release a video tomorrow or when last this... Last Friday. Yeah, last Friday when this releases. It is <laughs> only... Wobbly, timey, wimey. <laughs> it is only the bloody mojo mojo, but not just any mojo mojo. It's the purple is this one. It's the purple one. It is. It's the Paul Gilbert is that mojo, like a, mojo. A Jimi Hendrix one. No, it's that not bloody me. Jimi should... Hendrix. Although I, should, uh... I am surprised they haven't got a signature Jimi Hendrix one. <laughs> Give Do you it... reckon people will be flogging their old Mojo Mojos because they bought a new one? I mean, why? Why would you do that? You can just collect them. You can have them well, all. I've never, ever played a Mojo Mojo through my own rig. Ah. So maybe I should look for... It's not Mojo Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jojo. Because you can pick them up new for like 40 quid, can't you? So surely on the marketplace they've, they're they've like gone 25. Up. They've gone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you used to be able to pick them up for 35 now. Um, and I think they were around 70 now. No, I looked earlier and they're like 42 quid for oh, are they? Anderson's. How much was the purple one? Uh, was 70, six, wasn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, something like that. 16, 70 or 65, 80. 70, something like It's got a slightly different toggle switch and someone's name on it. It's purple as well. Did, did you not hear that? It's purple. Right, it it was purple before, though. It was like a burgundy. Burgundy's not purple. Burgundy's... Well, burgundy's on its way to purple, isn't it? You're on it's your not... way to purple. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, at, at very best, it's brown meets red. The the mojo, Mate, mojo. You, when brown meets red, you see a doctor. <laughs> you probably do, um, but it's definitely, definitely not the same 
kind of colour as as the old one. It is a vibrant purple colour. Almost, if you will, the same kind of purple that the the fireman signature, like the most recent fireman signature was. Is that tied in? Who knows? Uh, talking about Sam. Pardon? You're talking about Sam. Uh, again, like very, very niche British reference. <laughs> Pondy so Pandy. So you've opened your Mojo Mojo and you know how the new one sounds. I do, yes. Is it worth an extra 20 quid? Yeah, probably, because the toggle switch actually does something this time. So <laughs> rather than having four controls and then like a decorative switch, you've essentially got two different modes. Uh, like it, it, the the voicing on it is slightly tweaked, so it's it doesn't sound exactly like the old Mojo Mojo, but you can you can hear it, it has like it's it's roots within that. But then you sl- you uh, flip up the eleven switch, and it adds more bass and more gain, um, which I didn't think I wanted because I tend to run the Mojo Mojo at half or lower gain, um, but I. For shits and giggles, I just maxed the whole thing and put it through a like a kind of crunchy Marshall style sound, and yeah, that's that's a tone. That is a tone. Good tone. Cool. And yeah, yeah, very much so. Like hugely saturated, loads and loads of sustain, and just like juvenile, <laughs> out and out like childish fun. Um, so. So yeah, if you haven't already, please check that video out. Um, it's the first one that I've seen go up apart from the official Ibanez ones. So, like maybe, maybe I can get onto like a a nice little Raven like niche here. Yeah, uh, but hey, hey ho, um, we've got a few a few little bits of discussion to go before we mention some news. Uh, and I did promise this one to one of our loyal listeners and a man of my word. So. Discussion. Um, Discussion. I I, uh, I posted up something on uh, on Instagram this week, which sparked this kind of. Um, it was about the um, Paisley Finnish Acoustasonics, uh, and it kind of divided opinion. And then someone um, HB Guitar um, like DM'd me and said, "Please, please mention the Paisley Finnish on the uh, on the podcast and get get the opinions of the." Of the, Does the this boys. mean I have to Google what what these hideous guitars look like? No, no, no. So, so basically, we're just going to be discussing Paisley finishes, yay or nay. Like, you know what they look like the the standard kind of pink Paisley and like the the black Paisley usual kind of finishes. I think there's like a turquoise flower yeah, Paisley as well. I was going to say there's usually a blue flower one, which is my least favourite of the Paisleys. In the that I absolutely hate it. Black mm-hmm. Paisley, I I actually really like. Um, I quite I really like that as a finish, but I think it needs to be on the right guitar, and I certainly don't think the acoustic sonics are going to be the right guitar. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I think like I don't like it on a Strat. I do like it on a Tele. The black Paisley, okay, and the pink Paisley um, as a novelty is great, but I don't think I'd ever own a pink Paisley guitar. Ooh. Lee is presenting. There we go. That's what they look. That's what they look like on the Acoustasonics. I actually thought the black looked a lot better on on that one. I thought it was because it's got like the almost kind of faux faux binding slash yeah. like Accidental bevel on it. Binding. Yeah, it, like, it, it, 
It's a paisley sunburst. Yeah, um, they always yeah, are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I say, for me, I, I like the black paisley. I like it on a telly, but not on an acoustasonic telly. I just I just don't like the, the way... I don't like the aesthetics. It's just not for me. Um, in terms of, like like I say, on a, on a telecaster, a standard telecaster, I think the black paisley looks great. Um, on a Strat, not so much, but that's just... I, I, I don't like the way that they kind of get... Once you get down to the horn end of the Strats, I think they look a bit weird, whereas a telly where you've got that kind of... You haven't got a top horn, you've kind of got the rounded edge, it kind of rounds it off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I quite like the Black Paisley, but I like it a little bit more subtle than that. That's got a lot of white in it, whereas sometimes the Black Paisley is like black and then like a, a it doesn't get past about half dark grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the The Brad Paisley signature is a bit like that. But that's uh, like black paisley on a silver, like a silver sparkle finish, isn't it? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. Whereas, um, wasn't the paisley on that only on the pick card? I can't no, it was that. it was on the body, but it had a, it didn't have a, a transparent pick guard, which usually yeah. they have. Yeah, no, I mean, I I definitely um, the like I say for black paisley, I really like it on a telly. I'd actually quite like a black paisley telly in the future at some point maybe but um the pink pink paisley i think oh no is, you were right good as a not- the- oh, yeah i thought i was it is just but the pick guard there was even another- the sil- if you go back oh, the silver ones there sil- on the right and i'm it's trying to i'm sp- trying to click on his screen <laughs> it's not working the si- yeah the silver one is still just paisley on the pick guard yeah i thought they were um yeah. but yeah um that was the brad paisley by the way but yeah um like i say pink paisley I can I can take or leave really like I think it's I think it it looks good as a piece of artwork but not not as a guitar and I I know people will hate on me for saying that but I think let them I'd, hate I'd hang it I'd hang it on the wall but I wouldn't ever want to be seen playing it in public <laughs> I I I'm almost the complete opposite like the the I think the Brad Paisley is the one that I'd I'd probably have the most because Cringe. the the thing that I, I really dislike and it's not it's this is not just paisley uh finished guitars but any guitar that has got a really busy finish i really really don't like that um like any guitar that is like any like graphic guitars where they're like oh this is the the band's album cover or like uh, there was one with yeah. like satches surfing with the alien like a, a, a yeah, you leave out the fuck alone <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I, I much much prefer the like the standard finishes like for me like standard flat kind of car finishes for the fender guitars beautiful sunburst Mm, we we kind of touch and go and then Ooh, look like that. all of these like like a, a proper like cherry sunburst on a on a fender get in the bin get get yeah, right in no. the bin. i mean uh, yeah I, I i do prefer and like i mean i quite like sparkle finishes um which is you'll find con- I, I doubt you'll like that if you don't particularly like busy finishes but i quite like a sparkle finish but only in the right color and on the right guitar i yeah but I, I, the sparkle yeah. finish it's it's uniform across the whole thing yeah so it's it's not it's not necessarily busy it's flamboyant and it's it's blingy but it's not it's not busy like it's not busy to the eye if i'm looking at a guitar and it's confusing my my vision i'm like nah this is it's not it for me 
Go on, go on, Lee. Where do you uh, where do you stand on the Paisley finish? Because we've we've almost got one for and one against here, haven't we? Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm I fall into the four camp. Uh, it really goes against everything that I I feel like I, I stand for. <laughs> I believe in, but in terms of like, I don't really like pink guitars. I don't really like pink as a color. Um, uh, but. I don't like busy patterns on it. I, I really like the surfing with the alien guitar. I would love one of them. Yes. You know, the S 2000 and these sort of things, but the, um, I, I just really like them. Uh, and I think the main reason is, uh, to piss I, me off. No, my dad used to, <laughs> my, my dad used to have a, a paisley scarf. Um, it was okay. like a, a red and, and I pinched it off him when I was younger and I used to wear it a lot. With my leather coat and stuff like that, and um, yeah, it was it was lovely, and uh, I miss it. I don't know where the fuck it's gone, but um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. So I've got reasons for liking it that I don't suppose most people would have. Indeed, I might get another one. <laughs> um, the, we have got another discussion topic, but I think we're going to leave uh, Mike Kilfoy's one for next podcast. That red one I, just, I brought up a second ago was fucking stunning, wasn't it? Um, We've got to tell, tell the viewers about that. Let me try and find it again. That one. So it's um it's a Brad Paisley uh, signature telly. I don't know when it's from, but it's um it's it's like a dark. Well, it's like a cherry red. Yeah, it's like a cherry a white... sunburst. But then we've like a Paisley pattern underneath, isn't it? Very subtle yeah. sunburst, though, isn't it? Yeah, there's. Very, very subtle sunburst. Yeah. I mean, there's, there yeah. is not a Telecaster on this earth that I hate less than that one. <laughs> <laughs> it embodies everything that I, I don't was a, want in I a was Telecaster. about to say, what if you drew a cock and balls on it? But actually, you'd love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we like swinging it back around. I, I, could, I could be tempted to play that one. Um, so, yeah, I think we, because we're coming up, Almost to the hour now. I think we should probably talk about these boss pedals. Yes. Can we, can we, can we first of all talk about the fact that if you go to Boss's website, boss.co.uk or whatever it is, it, you can't find them. You have to have the links from elsewhere to find these pedals. Yeah, and and just as a as a service here, like a public service, Lee will... Uh, privately DM you with a link to that if you uh, if you really if want you ask it. him about it. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I just like I I thought I'd seen an article, and basically the article that I'd seen was amp and IR loader, which is one of them, the the first one, whatever it's called, two hundred, yeah, um, and it had two the the same pe- pedal slightly angled in two different directions, and because it had IR and amp, I thought they were two different pedals in my head when I'd read an article, and obviously they're not. Um, so I went looking for this and I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, I'll just go to Boss's website because I'm sure there'll be some information about there. I and think. it took me, I was I was there for 10 minutes and I never found them. I had to get, I had to go elsewhere to find the links to the Boss Boss website. I so they think ought to like have a news or new new update section on their on their website. That's my, that's my first criticism, Boss. The issue with it, I think, is that there's more than one boss website. There's uh, local to your country, so you've got like the UK and the Japanese and the US uh, websites, and then you've also got a global one as well. Um, so there's um, there's more than one, which doesn't help really. Um, ah, and... yes. Okay. So if I if I go to boss.info instead of boss.co.uk, they're there. Yeah. So yes. yeah. They I, also I will, do I will... this. Look, they do a clothing website as well. 
<laughs> but we should we should probably talk about the product itself rather than yeah, bitching so about their website. Don't, I was going to say don't don't talk about the the clothing brand because obviously they used to support Hitler. <laughs> well, there you go. And you know, when f- you said don't talk about, it, I was going to go the war, and I thought no, don't <laughs> mention, don't don't say that, and then, <laughs> and then, and then you then just went ahead and did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Matt Matt did it in a much less subtle way. Um, and as a disclaimer. The pedal company, as far as we're aware, did not support Hitler. Yes, um, I don't think the pedal company is Hugo Boss. <laughs> there we go. Right, so... Uh, Vols- Volkswagen did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the Beetle made Hitler. Apparently so did Fanta, but let's... Um, let... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, look it up. Anyway, um, so Boss have released two battles, as Matt mentioned, the the IR200 and the SY200. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 I think we might have uh, found a preference here. So we'll talk about the IR one first because it's obvious what the SY is. Uh, So the IR loader is, it's essentially that. The IR200 is a... It's um, the baboon pedal, isn't it? It's a what, sorry? It's the baboon pedal. The the baboon pedal. Yeah. Oh, I are baboon. Oh, of course. Yeah, Nicola. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thanks for uh, interrupting this wonderful bit of news here. For, for that <laughs> incredible nugget of comedy. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's um it's an IR IR loader um pedal. It's got 144 of Boss's own IRs and then 10 Celestian IRs as well. Uh, And you can import up to 128 of your own. Um, It's also got... So much like the the Two Notes Cab M+, it has got amp models in it. But where the the Cab M+, was, you got a preamp with it. This gives you eight different amp models. So you get classic clean, which I assume possibly... Um, I'd say Fender. Surely it's Fender. Well, I would have thought that would have been Jazz Chorus because the next one is Tweed. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. possibly. I don't know. Uh, so we've got then we've got Class A, we've got Vintage, Modern High Gain. So it's covering quite a spectrum there. And apparently there are two base uh, amp models as well. Three, I think. Oh, there you go. There's at least two base amp models. <laughs> um, the the thing that really swung this one for me, you can load two IRs independently, so you can have essentially like a dual um, dual amp rig. Um, well, sorry, dual cab rig. I think you can only run one amp at a time, but you could have it running to like a a one twelve going to your left speaker and a four twelve going to your right speaker. Um, absolutely mental, brilliant. Uh, what what we yeah. thinking? They've um they've kind of like um aimed this at a wide variety of people. They've aimed it at people who want to do streaming, which is where it kind of stood out for me. Um, because it's saying like you know if you want to run some great tones, you want to run your pedal board, and you want to run some great tones in straight into your computer and stream live. We'll do all the hard work for you. Um, which yes. is nice. Unlike things like the Cab M Plus, a lot of the controls are on the front, which is really, really handy because when I'm playing with the Cab M Plus, which I do have, uh, if I want to change the parameters, I have to, I've got one knob which I can go through some menus on or mm-hmm. I can use the app on my phone. And the app's really, really good and I like it a lot. Or alternatively, I can 
open up some software on my uh, PC if I've got it plugged in, I can adjust it there, which is also yeah. really, really great. But being that's able a bit to just, of it, it is, but once it's set up, it's set up. But just being able to like lean over, I'm not going to be able to play a song and then midway through playing a song, get a hold of my mouse, click onto the software and change one or two settings quickly just to add a bit more reverb or whatever. Yeah. With this, I can just say that turn the ambience knob up a little bit and carry on. And you, know, you might not even have to stop recording. Um, so I like that. Yeah, um, it, it's pretty good. Also, you've got the ability to switch presets mid-song. Yes. Which you're yeah. not really going to be doing with a Cab M Plus. So it does... It's not exactly the same pedal. It's yeah. not It's not the same bit of gear. I think the Cabin Plus is, although you can put it on your pedal board, it's not really, that's not really what it's for. This is designed for pedal boards as well as studios. Hmm. Yeah, so I think like when I looked at like this kind of like floor or like a, a, a an amp in a box kind of thing to put on a, on my thing and I ended up with a simplifier. I did so because I looked at the cab M and I don't even think it was a cab M plus. I think, I think when I was looking at that, the, the cab M just didn't have those preamps in it. So it was a bit, a bit different anyway, but I mean, you can pick different preamps up for quite cheap. And I actually was considering running the, um, the Messiah as a preamp into it. But yeah. the thing that put me off the cab M was the fact that there's no controls on the thing at all or barely any controls. So it's all done with the tiny little screen and the flicking through menus and, and it just put me off. Whereas this kind of kind of deals with that in the in the fact that there are those controls on it. And as much as I normally rag on boss and you know, it's very funny that I normally rag on boss, actually, if this had been on the market at the time, um I might have looked more into this kind of thing because you can import your own IRs. Um, and you can, you know, like change the way that it sounds as well. But I think I probably, because I'm lazy, would have gone with the thing where I can just set and forget. But yeah. like this, this would have made me consider it a little bit more than the cab M. And the cab M is great, but I think this, this is the kind of thing that bridges the gap between the two. So you can either just go down that Iridium or Simplifier kind of, you know, a floorboard amp that you don't have to mess around with any internal menus and stuff. You just, if you want to do that, you can plug it in, I think, with the, the Iridium, but I, I wouldn't bother. Whereas this is kind of like the halfway between the two. You, you've got all those controls as knobs so that you can see what's, what's going on as well as having the screen and the menus to flick through as well. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what what I will say is the um, the two notes... Um, because then they don't call them IRs, do they? They call them like virtual cabs. V- virtual. There we go. Virtual cabs. That they are very, very good. Yeah. Uh, um, extremely the, good at and versatile. You can like move the mics around. You can even mic them from the back and stuff like that. Like, I don't. I wouldn't say it's the same level of um IR. They they might be fantastic, but I know for sure the two notes ones are. Yeah. Uh, so, boss gets it on um, the on the fly adjustability, and on the like pure amount of preamps available in it. Mm. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the two notes is very much geared towards the uh, the the very very precise um, cab emulation. Yeah. Yep. I do chat with the owner of Two Notes occasionally, and I remember when he was doing. Uh, so the, the Cab M and the Cab M Plus are the same thing. It's just a, an upgrade. 
yeah. an update. Um, yeah, yeah. And when he was doing that, he he did say to me, you know, I don't want to be creating a helix here. I don't want to be creating something that is like that. This I'm, I'm adding this in, kind of like just give people a little bit more. But at the heart of it, this is a this is a cab sim, like yeah, a yeah. virtual cab sim. Um, it's not designed to be like your amp in a box sort of thing that's that's yeah. kind of added as a secondary sort of function whereas on this yeah, yeah. ir2000 I, I think it is trying to be your amp and cab and everything in a box so you can just take your pedal board with you and that's a bit, a bit like i've done with my board that is all i need to take my guitar and my board yeah it's a very streamlined option for that isn't it if you don't want to go for like the all singing all dancing uh gt core hmm uh, yeah, so the GT Core, however, does have a lot of these features in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it so it strips a lot of that back to to really focus in on the the essentials of what you need for that kind of rig. Yeah, mm. yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah, I think um, first impressions. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, same. Like. You, I, like I say, I normally rag on Boss, but this is this is the kind of product that actually I think is a bit of a game changer. It's it's your halfway house between an Iridium and a Cab M, and it's the kind of thing that would have had it been out when I was looking at this kind of rig eighteen months ago, it would definitely been something that I'd have I'd have had to you know throw into the mix. It took me a month and a half to pick between the Iridium and the and the simplifier, um, and this would have probably made that more complicated again. <laughs> Or, or yeah. simpler, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. The um, the well, one point to note is it's got the thirty-two bit um point uh floating points, the same as the um GT one thousand core. Yeah. Which they when the core came out, it was a big song and dance that oh, this is like really, really powerful. This is much more powerful than the Helix stomp and these sort of things because it had that. How that stands up against the two note stuff, I don't know. Um, mm. but it's it can't be a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, right. We we're gonna talk about the um the SY two hundred, and I think and I can go back to my old map mode. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I think um as much as I've got the information on it here, I think the person to talk about this is probably Lee. Buy a of... fucking Nord piano and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I got to tell you a little story. Um, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking for a Juno 106 because I, I thought, oh, Jesus, it's got all those really cool old synth tones and it's got the arpeggiator and the stuff. And then I saw that they were like going for two and a half grand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I found one on Marketplace a couple of days ago going for 800 quid. Did you buy it? I tried to. I was I was going to try and get it cheaper than that as well. As, uh, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I just thought, you know Fuck what? Sake. Maybe they don't know what they've got. And yeah. it, it, I don't actually have a lot of money, but I desperately wanted it. Yeah. Um, and I would have had to travel up to Stockholm to get it as well. So it's a lot of cost going. It's a five-hour drive, um, maybe more. So um, yeah, gone. It had gone. I was sad. I was well sad. Yeah, that was exactly my reaction. Of course, someone bought that before I did. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I I love synth. Um, And tell me more about this. This S Y two hundred. I really love um, my Maris because I can get synth tones out of it, and it's got presets, and I can pull them up by MIDI, and I can adjust a lot of parameters. But 
the Meris is extremely difficult to use. So when the SY1 came out, it was really, really simple. You had like 11 variations and 11 different modes. And those modes were stuff like um, lead and arpeggiator and all these sort of things. And then for each one, you had 11 different tones and it, uh, well variations. That's exactly what they called it. And then you could adjust the tone and everything as well. And um, it really sucked that it didn't have MIDI because you had so, so many tones in it and you had to choose one. Yes. And the tones were so varied. So, so, so varied. Yes. It was like like having an overdrive and having all the different fuzzies and tube screamers and clans and distortions and metal zones, everything, all in one pedal but you had to choose one and stick with it. Yeah. It just would, it'd be easier to have presets, wouldn't it? And then you can have like your three favorite tones or whatever. And then you, like you were saying about uh, the Junipero earlier, it'd be nice to have like, you choose your four favorite modulations and then bang, off you go. Uh, yes. Yeah, so what, this before, we're talking about the before. Junipero V2 coming out very soon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah it's out now. Oh, coming out very now. <laughs> um so yeah the um I, i've been on at my friends at boss for ages since the 200 series came out begging them and pleading with them to uh release the sy 200 and um I, I, it's been almost like once a month going are you gonna do it yet are you gonna do it and they've just not told me about this so uh, are you, are you trying this- to claim this was your brainchild now. No, absolutely. It was an obvious thing they were going to do. Oh, it was yeah, just yeah. like, when When are you going to do it? When It's <laughs> like, eventually, one day, they'll release maybe an, an ES12 or something like that, a, a new loop switcher that will have more loops, especially now the G3's out. We know this will come at some point. You heard it here Wait, first. Can ES12. I can ask a, a key question here? Yeah. Did at any point any of them ask if you were able to just play a synth and shut up? Because guitar- <laughs> if you're a guitarist, you don't want to sound like a synthesizer. It's not well, obviously people top. do, because the SY1 is one of the best-selling boss pedals ever. You can't keep them in stock, so many, many, many millions of people I've disagree. I've literally never seen one live. I've never seen anybody use one, ever. I've, I've never seen one in the flesh. That's because they sell out. They're made of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I see loads of bands over here, and I know loads of guitarists. I don't know anybody that owns one, and I just i I don't get the whole. If you're a guitarist, why do you want to sound like a synthesizer? Buy a keyboard. It's easier to make good synth sounds on a keyboard than it is on a guitar because you have to not, not play anymore. like a guitarist. No, because you can't. <laughs> you can't play the guitar like a guitarist. You have to treat it like a whole new instrument. So why don't you just fucking buy a keyboard, which is where the good sounds from a synthesizer come from in the first place? The reason you couldn't play the guitar properly with old synths was because of the latency. Um, no, no, it wasn't. It was because it's of completely the completely different well, style of playing. You can't, yeah. you can't just play the guitar like a guitar and run it into one of these pedals and it sound good. You, you just can't because it, I'm, it doesn't sure sound good. What, it, I'm sure that's what acoustic guitarists turned around and said to Jimi Hendrix when he turned no, into his Marshall. No, it's not a completely different thing. Like the, it, the whole thing about a guitar, like synth, is you've got to have stabs in there. You've got to change change completely the way that you play the guitar to make the sounds that sound good from a synthesizer. 
So, so why yeah. not just get yourself a MIDI trigger keyboard and a bit of software that costs a quarter the price of the, the guitar that they released or run a run a keyboard into this this pedal that they've got? Because like, it'll yeah, sound better. It, it just will. Cheap, sound better than a guitar. Because I, than a guitar if, I, if I'm gigging and I want synth sounds, I want to lug along another bit of gear or I can just add another pedal to my board. Buy a Boss OC2. Sounds like a synthesizer. Um, well, that, I mean, that, that's another pedal that sounds like a synth. That's that's a, a that's not. A, a yeah, but you have to, yeah, and you have to complete, completely change the way that you play the guitar to so make what? that sound good. So what? It just yeah. If, if, if you if, want the, if you want those tones, then that's what you do. It's it's the same as if you had a distortion to your pedal, you were over the overdrive. You're going to play it differently. It, it's it's not though because you still play the guitar like you play the guitar, whether you've got drive on or off, or you've no, got you, a different level of drive. Compl- you will play, you might play different differently. different licks and stuff, but in in terms of the way that you fundamentally play the guitar, it with chords and with lead, it's broadly similar. Whereas you can't play normal guitar chords and lead. Like uh, through through a synth- 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 synthesizer, or you like can. you would without. You but, can, but it sounds shit. It doesn't. It With, does. If it's if it it's does. a I've monophonic synth, on the internet, it sounds yeah, awful. If it's a monophonic synth, it does. It sounds no, awful. But this is a polyphonic synth. It doesn't no, matter no. whether it's monophonic or, or polyphonic. The, the whole thing about the, the way that synths yeah. work is they need completely different style of input to sound like what you want them to sound like. Yeah, I I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the communication is quite working between. Yeah, I might not be articulating this very well, but it it just so inputs that you put into the guitar is what you need to change. So yeah, so look, like a chord shape for a guitar, uh, like a standard bar chord shape, for example, stacks a root, a fifth, an octave, then a third then a fifth, then uh, an octave. Whereas if you're playing a keyboard, if you're playing like the note clusters that you play on a keyboard, you'd have root, third, third fifth, fifth or like a variation of that, like fifth, root, third, and any permutation of that where the cluster of notes are smaller and they are much, much tighter uh, within the uh, the the spectrum. Uh, of of notes, whereas guitar chords, by the design of the uh, the guitar, are they they span such a um, they span like octaves of um, of of note range. So you go and watch the video that Thomas McCrockland Mer- 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 did on uh on this and you'll see him do some really really interesting chords he's doing like uh, some proper jazzy chords and the synth is picking it all up yes yes um but you're not telling me that you always play those weird jazzy chord shapes instead of a bar chord i generally play interesting chords if i'm playing just at home um if i'm playing a cover song which doesn't involve synths, then I'm not going to be playing this. Yeah, but, I no, do but then you're not going to use the play, yeah. yeah, yeah. But and, I, I'm, I generally do try to make interesting chords. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily about making interesting chords. It's it's about the uh, thinking about the, the fundamentals the, of how you're yeah, creating chord, that chord. Yeah, the chord voicings the that you would use on a guitar, no matter if you're trying to make them interesting or or, or flavoursome chords. They are 
like and integrally they are going to be different than the chord voicings that would be um would be standard to a um a, a keyed instrument or key, yeah uh, just just because of the the layout of each instrument and and the way that their notes work, um, and I, I I think the the point that Matt is is kind of trying to hammer home here is that no matter how um, interesting a guitarist you are, and the majority of us are not whoever that guy was, McBlockblom, whatever his name was. <laughs> Thomas we, McRocklin. <laughs> so, we we aren't yeah. that guy, so we won't be doing these uh, stretchy chords. But even yeah, if they, we, even if we do, inherently, it's not going to sound like a like a standard synth would, because well, it it sounds fucking awesome. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like, go, so, go go and have a look before you start passing judgment on it. Go and have a look at the the videos because it does sound absolutely amazing it nails a lot of the tones that you would expect there's a guy who did a demo of it and he's gone through and he's taken a bunch i think it was like 20 different songs including like africa and stuff like this that have synth and these sort of things in it and he's copied um he's basically played segments of them using the syt 200 and um it hasn't nailed every single one but a majority of them, he did. He, he even did Ghostbusters. It was great. Yeah. So they, they, <laughs> will, they will fantastic. be a, like they will be good approximations. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not Some arguing of them that. are absolutely bang on. Most of them, and, I would say, there was about two or three that weren't great. Yeah, the stuff like like Ghostbusters, where it is like a like a individual note um, riff, like it's a it's a lead line based on single notes. They will sound fine. Because a single note is a single note. No, um, no, no go and have a listen because you're, you're you're assuming too much. Go and have a listen to it because it's getting all the chords right. It's getting all the stuff that was originally done on piano, and he's being able to do pretty damn approximations uh, via it. So uh, go go and have a listen before you assume yeah. too much about it because it's. Um, I, I fear that you're you're wrong. <laughs> 22 volts mate 22 volts <laughs> um, yeah you know if if you're wrong you're wrong uh, so go, go and have a look have a look a bit of research no, I, 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 I will put my hands up and say that I haven't checked out these demos I have checked out demos of the SY1 I've checked out demos of similar um, similar pedals like the the Mel 9 the B9 and, and all these and the approximation like I said the approximations that they do and the uh, like the arrangements to try and sound uh, more key-like are good, but uh, I think the the point that Matt was was making is that they will never be the same, and it's easier <laughs> it's easier to get a keyboard and get those voicings the same than it is to try and bend and manipulate the the yeah. way in which we play guitar. This also assumes that we're trying to copy like the actual keys and these sort of oh, things. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think in in the marketing spiel for um, for some of the uh, I, I can't remember who who mentioned it, whether it was Boss or whether it was um, whether it was people like in the comments for this, but it was like there was definitely a resounding voice of of people saying if if you don't have a keyboard player in your band. And you and you need to kind of approximate 
uh, like certain songs, ideal tool. And yeah, it probably is. And if you do, like, if you are in a, a covers band and you don't want to hire a keyboard player to play three songs out of a two-hour set, like, yeah, that, smack on, like, beautiful. For me, I, I love playing synth. I love playing it with my guitar, and uh, I love the tones I get. This just makes the whole thing easier. It's also got a hold function on it as well, so you can bring up your um, you can bring up your say arpeggiated tone, and then you can uh, get that into holding. So you can um, basically keep the arpeggiator going. You can buy MIDI, so you say you've got an ES8 there, change the pitch that it's going through as well. So if if you want, you can like go, okay, I want it, I want to change key now, and then the the pad that you've got or the arpeggiator or whatever will change its pitch. So you can have like that running over the background, and then you can have another like lead sawtooth sort of sound, or you can even just have your overdriven guitar because you can um, yeah, you use can, an expression like, pedal mix, can't you as well? Yeah, which yeah, is can even, that's really uh, cool. Yeah, uh, and that special pedal in a loop or whatever, if you want to, because it's got its own loop. And the the, the mixture of it as well, um, kind of, it harks back to those early days of um, like the guitar synthesis with the the, the Roland hex pickup, mm. and you get like people like Pat Metheny and um, the, who, who are the other guys, Al Al Dimolo or whatever his name is, um, yeah. running these like- kind of synth synth sounds, but also with guitar going out over the top. The guys were basically shredding. Um, oh, yeah. And it was tracking and keeping up with it perfectly. Yeah. And, was, you, and you're getting surprised that. by how quick they got. <laughs> yeah, they ain't no slouches. No, this Thomas McRoglin used to hang out with Steve Vai and stuff. So he's like grown up with them so from being a young kid. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of the playing styles. Remember the Tonepedia play we did for the SY1? Okay, he yeah, was yeah. the guy who did the playing styles for that. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, he is. He he is very familiar with the SY one. This has got a couple of extra uh, modes in it as well. I can't remember what they are. It's, top of it's my got head. Tw- yeah, it's got twelve modes instead of eleven, and I think they said it's like a, a total of a hundred and let's just do a tick. I've written it down. One hundred and seventy-seven. I think. Oh, sorry, one hundred seventy-one synth sounds. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Roger one was one hundred twenty-one. I think. Yeah, so like yeah. expanding on what was already a, a very popular pedal. Uh, and our, uh, our Andrew Bimson, the moment that this came out, he was like sharing this everywhere. Uh, and he pretty much said, oh, I've got to up- upgrade my rig now um, because I've got the SY1, but clearly I want to. Um, this has got enough, uh, enough upgrades in it that I'm going to be selling that and then getting in the SY200. Yeah, I I just can't wait. I it, it it's going to be in my life soon. Um, I don't think they're shipping until October time, from what I gather. Yeah. Um, but just the ability to have like those sort of um in in the background, those sort of muse like arpeggios, you know, like you have on Bliss and these sort of things, and just kind of like being able to control that with my um, ES8, so I can set like a different key to each one of the bottom six or, or each one of the eight uh, different um, buttons. So I can MIDI assign those onto one bank. Yeah. And then I've can basically just change the, um, I've got like a bunch of different arpeggiator back, backing chords. I can just play like bliss or something 
yeah yeah and and, uh, not only have you got the ability to um to affect the pedal with midi but it also allows for um external foot switches and uh, expression pedals as well so yeah for those people who who like the sy1 but were saying but i'd love it to do this this seems to have covered everything pretty much yeah uh, it's it's everything i've wanted everything you'd uh, hoped and dreamed yeah it's for me it's pedal of the year already Uh, it's just yeah i've just from listening to it and listening to what it's done um and i'm just so fucking excited i I mean i I, I nearly pissed myself when i saw it i'd actually saw saw the ir 200 it popped up in a chat that i'm in and um i was like oh that's really cool and then i messaged matt knight saying Oh, so the IR two hundred. Anything else coming out today? Because generally they drop a couple in a day, like they have done today. And then um, I was just like messing around on their website, saw this, and I was just like, "Holy, Holy shit! Fucking shit balls!" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, ah, ran in and told my wife, and she was like, "Yay!" <laughs> oh, another thing for you to get incredibly geeky over. Yeah, I've I've just, been showing her YouTube videos of it today. <laughs> sorry, I've just been like googling just to try and understand what's going on here. What's the diff? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, like you start talking about MIDI, and I to- I zoned out of what you guys were talking about. I was looking at the like the SY series. The SY three hundred already exists, so it's a, a big. Is that just a bigger version of this? Is is this it's just that very complex? Yeah, I borrowed it from um, from Boss for a while. First off, it's about this big. Um, yeah, I saw it was a bit bigger. I mean, it looks like a. Huge. I didn't realize it was that big. It looked like it was a um, like a Mobius or a Timeline kind of size. So it's a bit bigger than that, even is it? Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking massive, actually. It's, but it's, it's so is this just kind of like a pedalboard friendly selection of the best parts of the SY three hundred? Yeah, it's gonna sit. It's going to sit directly in between them, so you're going to have much more uh, controllability and flexibility over the... Yeah, but with synths, that's sometimes not a good thing. You really need to know what you're doing. With the SY1, it kind of gave you... uh, It it gave you 121 tones, uh, and you could adjust the bass and the treble on them. Mm. And, yeah... uh, with this it's similarly got 171 tones you can adjust just three parameters on them um let me just look at it again so you can adjust you can adjust where the fuck are you i told you their website was difficult to scroll through (laughs) so you can adjust the direct level the effect level the variation which we've discussed already and then you've got three others so on the parameter that i can see here which is saw lead you've got parameter one is tone parameter two is resonance and parameter three is depth so yeah it's you you can adjust different things depending on what the tone is exactly and and then you've also got the hold mode which i don't think was on the don't think that was on the um on the sy1 it's yeah, got so down you're, here kind of, well. you're getting more and more functionality with it in a slightly bigger box yeah. yeah so the modes that you get a lead which will be like your like you say your stabby sort of sounds your pads yeah. which are always nice to play over that's kind yeah, of the, like the same the sort of thing you would come. use 
Yeah, like like you'd use the um, the game changer plus pedal for, you know, it's that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, just yeah. more, well, more full out. Something you might have a tr- uh, a drummer trigger or something like that. Um, then you've got strings, which are you know more classical sort of things. Yeah, yeah. Bell, I don't know where that ends. Um, organ, <laughs> organ. So I heard them making Good, like sort of Hammond sounds. Usually and the bell is things. <laughs> yeah uh bass so uh that'll be cool so have like a fat yeah, bass sub-y. synth sounds but blend it in with your dry signal or with your um with your direct signal and have that overdriven so you'll be getting like especially if yeah. you've got a, a, a could almost get like oc two tones there can you yeah <laughs> <laughs> um then you've got jewel so uh, on dual, this is one of the new ones. You got fat. It says fat synth tones. It's a, it's a bit sizeist, isn't it? Fat synth tones with stacked oscillators. So, I mean, they're the, my favourite kind of oscillators. The stacked <laughs> one. <laughs> then you got sweep, which will be kind of like your f- um, synthy but flanging sort of uh, phasing sort of tones. Um, noise. No it's shit. All of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, all, um, all fall under this category. <laughs> SFX, which you've got that setting on the DD500 as oh, well. Oh, that's the DJ button. DJ. Sorry, that takes you back to music lessons. DJ. The A variety of synth sounds DJ, DJ, DJ. It's got like, uh, you're right as well, you know. It says including explosive one shot sounds. So it's like, choo, choo, boom, boom. Yeah, no, it's sort of. So if you're going to cover, um, uh, what's the weird song, that the one with all those weird sounds from Queen? Um, uh, play the game. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, fucking hell. We were talking about this at band the other day. Like, how would you it's do one, all those it's, fucking it's weird like, the, lion sounds and fucking weird spaceship it, noises? And it's one of oh. the ones from Highlander, isn't it? No, it's the the. Um... Oh my god! It's I'm so angry with myself <laughs> right now. <laughs> Who knows? But, uh, the one that oh, they stole on. the baseline from a funk song. <laughs> the intro the intro is the bait another one bites the dust where they like in the whole breakdown in the middle where you've got like l- lasers going off and fucking space yeah, and, and reverse delay on a fucking piano chord and all that nonsense right. next one is seq which is sequencing i'm guessing which is pulsating sounds with rhythmic pitch change or filter changes which you get things like that on some of the um oh, who makes those really big white pedals um Electro oh, harmony. No. Really big white pedals. It's too tight. Too tight. Um, the the guys who do the H nine, they're big and white. Heaven tide. Oh, Even tide. No, the Venus it's, it's tide. Evian. Evian tide. Evian. Last I'm one is uh, last one is a Peggio, which we know what Peggios yeah, yeah. are. So yeah, it's. Um, it's pretty fucking cool, to be honest. I'm I'm really really excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to be sold on it, but like, I I do understand that they have a place. And really, I think more than anything, I think the best place for these is for people who are trying to create sounds it's that you've not bin. 
Well, yeah, in my opinion, it's a bin. But like, <laughs> rather than either in a covers band or trying to cre- like yeah. recreate these, it, it's more for people who want to create a new sound that we don't really have at the moment. And these will allow you to kind of explore new genres, play the guitar in a different way to get different sounds, or play synth in a different way than you would with a keyboard. And yes, that's that's kind of where they they set. I just. Yeah, it's it's really not me. Like you're not going to play blues on this, are you? I mean, you could yeah, do absolutely. Um, <laughs> however, it is now we're we're now at an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, we, it's we need to end this. <laughs> we need to end this. So uh, that is where we're going to stop. Um, I'm extended a massive thanks to any of you who made it this far because this is an extra girthy episode. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a boss release, so that's what you get. Um, oh, they they also released some new cables as well, some MIDI cables, which you can get anywhere normally anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to give a massive shout out to the Patreon backers here, um, who are amazing. And, and for as little as $2 a month, you, yes, you can be one. Um, the people are as follows. And one we've already mentioned, Mr. Andrew Bimson. Who is excited about the SY200? Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ, Mr. Hugh G-Rection, Mr. Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, and Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jokes Podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been, I've been loving, uh, loving both those podcasts. Um, just amazing. They they uh they reviewed Snatch on the uh, Master of the Cinematic Universe and I hate Snatch but I sat through three hours of them talking about it and it entertained three me. hours Th- yeah three hours yeah firstly how can you dislike Snatch what a film <laughs> I didn't say I dislike Snatch I don't like that movie <laughs> uh, I fucking hate Brummies. <laughs> Oh dear! I mean, the uh, the most brummy uh, expression I uh, ever heard referring to um, snatch um, was uh, fuck me. I can't even say it with with a straight face. A smashed pasty. Now, <laughs> 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 um, it's grim, but it it does tickle you, doesn't it? Um, so, Patreon backers, you're awesome. I do apologise. Um, if you <laughs> if you want to catch me online, it is Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Uh, I can be found at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Toggle Tone series. We're almost eight hundred subscribers. So if you're not already, please subscribe because eight hundred is a milestone. Uh, we're also. Uh, I occasionally feature on Pedal Boards of Doom YouTube channel, uh, and Lee is here to tell you more about that. Yes, I, I will take your measly 800 and raise you 2,000, because that's where we're nearly at, thanks to your hard work and the rest of the team. And it's um, it's amazing. Once we get to 2,000, then we're going to have to start counting to 10,000. Indeed, that is the natural progression of fuck 5,000. Yeah, yeah, man. Great exactly. Fuck you, five thousand. Um, but uh, that is that is pretty much where we're at. Matt, your heel and score, Matt Q. Uh, I Twitch, am Twitter, Instagram. 
yeah that's about it cool um and that is us for tonight uh almost reaching an hour and 40 minutes uh so i'm just gonna wrap it right now so from myself mr budget pedal chap from mr matt quine say bye matt bye matt Wee, he did the thing <laughs> and from lee bye-bye everyone a tatty bye and good night for this week bye bye goodbye I'll see you soon. Talk. Bye bye. Dated a lady who worked at the stock exchange. We played footsie under the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs>